amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome to another edition of the US Sports Podcast with me, Max Whittle. We're going NBA today. We're going to get through a mammoth list, which includes Kyrie Irving and the Cavs, Stephen Curry dancing at Harrison Barnes' wedding. That was great, wasn't it? LeBron's future, win projections, Minnesota, Jimmy Butler, Oklahoma, Houston, Boston, Washington, Manu Ginobili's coming back for another year. Coaches under fire, because that's a perfect off-season topic. And uh, Michael Jordan had some things to say this week. So to get through all of that, I'm bringing in my main man, the lovable, the unforgettable, Dennis Syatt. How you doing? Wow, what an intro, Max. It's getting better every time <laughs> your intros, man. Oh, man. Not, it's not scripted at all. I didn't, I didn't put any thought to those two words. Absolutely none. Uh, and now all the pressure's on you, my man. All the pressure's on me. We're going to talk about some NBA stuff, man. The the sport that never ends. It, it keeps on yeah, going. Yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? What's it like in Belgium for people that don't know you are in Belgium? So uh, the coverage here has been crazy because usually now the NFL starts to roll around and the NBA has mm-hmm. only just kind of taken a nap. Yeah, you have to know it's a minor sport in Belgium. Uh, it all goes... Um, around football and cycling. And so we had the Tour de France. That was huge here. So that uh, snowballed the NBA trades. Almost got no attention in the Belgian newspapers. Really nothing, actually. Um, And now the Belgian football season started last weekend really early. Um, And we had some European games. Uh, One of uh, two Belgian teams have been eliminated already from the Europa League. Um, So actually, it's been quite, really quiet about the NBA. But not for me and not for the NBA people in Belgium. They know what happened. Uh, we got a lot of news. That's the good thing about the internet, right? You always get something. I, I, I should point out, I made it sound then like the UK, the NBA was the number one sport here. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, no, I know it isn't. Back, I know it isn't. Back pages. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, just, so I'm, just so I'm clear there, so people don't think I'm mad. Uh, the NBA has actually been heard zilch, but there's been lots going on. Um, so... Talking of the Kyrie Irving thing, we've got to get into that. Main, yeah, top, main topic tonight. We've got a few questions on Twitter. Um, we'll get to those. But how I found out about this, I was out for dinner, went for some drinks, uh, non-alcoholic, <laughs> of course, got back late, <laughs> and I went on Twitter, and I saw your tweet, and you, your, your emoji game was strong. I don't know whether it was the eyes or the there was, there was an emoji, and you'd quoted someone's tweet about Kyrie. So when this news broke... What, what what were your thoughts? I was really surprised at first. I didn't believe it, actually, so I, I looked it up. Um, I read some articles. I think it was um, <laughs> Brian Windhorst's tweet I retweeted. Yes. Um, you can always believe Brian Windhorst when, it's, when the Cavs are involved. So um, I read it. I started looking it up, and yeah, it was true, but I didn't believe it at first. I was really surprised, and then you start to think about it, and you start to remember that Kyrie's best, yeah, the Kyrie's mentor, his idol, is Kobe Bryant. And this is such a Kobe Bryant move, right? This is such a Kobe Bryant mentality, mm-hmm. Mamba mentality, wanting to, wanting to be the, the number one option, his own team. He's won his chip with LeBron, and now he wants to prove he can do it without him. And that's kind of the funny thing. You mentioned Kobe. Dan Gilbert 
in the press conference, he still didn't admit that Kyrie had actually asked for a trade. Now, most of us, if you trust the sources, if you trust Brian Windhorse and co, Kyrie and his agent had a meeting with Dan Gilbert. Kyrie asked for a trade. He wants, he wants to leave. That's what mm-hmm. happened. Dan Gilbert still leaving that opportunity open. The, the, the small possibility that he still rem- he remains in Cleveland. But in that press conference, he mentions Kobe Bryant. So he says Kyrie Irving did not ask for a trade. And then he compared the situation to Alec Kobe Bryant when he asked to move and he was so close to going to Detroit, so close to going to the Clippers. Funny that you mentioned that. Um, I, I think it's an audacious move, though, Dennis, really, because, you know, he's in for a rude awakening if he leaves Cleveland. Uh, you know, it, he's not got a better possibility. We've seen this before, but what surprises me most is the rejection of LeBron James and the rejection of guaranteed title contention. Yeah, that's it, but he wants to be the first... Fiddle wants wants to be the man, and I actually you, you compare it a little bit to what happened to Neymar in football, mm. leaving Barcelona because he wants to be the number one option. He didn't want to play in the shadow of Lionel Messi, even though he knows it went well. He knows they won a champ, they won two championships, they won one Champions League. Uh, LeBron and Kyrie went to the finals three times in a row, won one chip. So they know it works together, and they both want to prove they can do it without the biggest star, and they both want to be the number one option. They want the people to look at their team and say, hey, that's Neymar's team. That's Kyrie Irving's team. And as long as he's playing with LeBron, it will always be LeBron James' team. Just like it would be with Neymar. If he plays with Messi, it would always be Messi's team. If you go down the years, though, championship winners, they they have to drop some ego because you don't... Look at that Cavs team in 07. Yes, James got them to the finals. They were terrible, but he didn't win. Generally, you need a second and a third guy. Kobe, for his second, his last two rings, he needed Pau Gasol, Andrew Bynum, Derek Fisher. If for me, Kyrie is not a number one, and I know so many, so many sports talk shows have talked about this topic, which is why you want to move it on a little bit. And for me, just not a number one guy because I know he's really popular with the kids. He's got a big brand now, but he moves out of Cleveland away from LeBron James. He took more shots than LeBron James did last year. He actually touched the ball more if you look at the stats. He was close to him in scoring in terms of averaging. Uh, he's glaringly bad on defense. He doesn't, <laughs> yeah, he is. doesn't make his teammates better. So if he goes to anywhere where he's the number one, isn't the whole point of building a contender meaning you have to drop salary? You have to add second, third stars? If Kai wants to be the man, that's fine. But he's 25. He's entering his prime. He needs help. And he's got the best help available right now. Yeah, that, that's all true. But I agree with you. He's not a number one option because he doesn't make his teammates better and his defense is awful. Those are the two main reasons for me why he never can be a real number one option, especially the first one. You can be bad in defense, but if you make your teammates better, that, that equals it out. So that, that's fine. But the problem is you have to have a second option, a second fiddle, who feels good with his role, who wants to be the second option, who, who doesn't feel bad about being the second option, like D-Way did in Miami. He felt fine with being the second best player on the team, like Scottie Pippen did with the Bulls, all those six championships. They knew Michael Jordan was better, but Kyrie Irving doesn't see that way. He doesn't feel LeBron is better than he is, even though it is like that. Just like Kobe did uh, with, with Shaq, he was the second option, but in his head, he was better. He was the number one guy. I got a crazy stat as well. So the, pa- the past two seasons, Kyrie yeah. Irving, 26 shots per 36 minutes when LeBron James is off the floor. Only six other players have ever had that number and Kobe Bryant did not achieve it. So 
kind of tells Ooh. you how much he's shooting, right? It, it, yeah. If he and and I, I hear the Knicks. I hear the Knicks too much. I know he's from New Jersey, but if he wants to go into a situation like that, his his brand won't help. And I, I don't think his team have helped him here because they haven't they haven't made a, a clear rhetoric of what this situation is. They've 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 just said. Kyrie doesn't want to play for the Cavs anymore. They should have made it the the topic that LeBron James is tough to play with. You know, he might be a great teammate on the floor, but he's too demanding off of it. There has to be some genuine reason, in my opinion, even if it's made up, it has to sound good. Because right now, all we hear is that Kyrie just wants to be the man. And that sounds selfish. It's not something that free agents, prospective free agents, want to join. I, I it, it wasn't a smart way to do this, if there is a smart way. Yeah, that's true, that's true. But is it that a, such a bad thing that LeBron demands this much from his teammates? All the greats do that or did that. I think Michael Jordan did it too. Kobe Bryant did it too. Magic Johnson did the same thing. He was, they all had a different approach, of course. Uh, Magic Johnson being the happy one and always trying to, to make his teammates laugh. Uh, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant being the... yeah. The more, more demanding than LeBron James, I think. It isn't easy to play with a superstar, but if it gets you to the finals, year after year after year after year, I wouldn't mind, to be, to be honest. I wouldn't mind, even though he can be a dick sometimes. I, I, I wouldn't care. <laughs> hey, unforgettable. Dennis Syed said dick. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry is, is it uh, allowed to... Uh... I don't have a producer to press a bell button. So, you know, that's going to be played in. And I said it as well. So we're, we're even. <laughs> <laughs> Double trouble. Double trouble. But, hey, talking about the Knicks, I know it's not good for Kyrie if he wants to win. But to be honest, if he would leave Cleveland, I wanted to go to New York. I want to see Porzingis with Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Even you... though that wouldn't be a great success, I would watch every game on League Pass. Every game. The Knicks would Those be f- two together. They would be fun. Look, yeah, that's I, it. On the point of James again as well, I, I get the frustration. I don't, we don't know what it feels like, but LeBron James, for as long as he plays, leverage of short-term deals is the first thing where it, it's always in his court. The ball's always in his court. He doesn't sign long-term. He keeps you waiting. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. Kyrie Irving could say, with two years left on his deal, I'm, I'm not sure where LeBron James is going to play after next season. So this is why I'm making a decision. But that's why it doesn't make any sense at all. Because mm-hmm. if, if he stays in Cleveland this year, he likely goes to a finals again. He might win. Things might go your way. There might be some injuries. That means you've got two championships, four consecutive finals appearances. And then you test the market. Because if James leaves next year, you don't need to be the guy who says, I want out. You could stay in Cleveland and be the man or you could move if you want to change city. I understand that draft picks are meaningless when you play with LeBron James. I understand that you're signing players that only fit him. But there was just a better way of doing this, and that was patience. Play another year, compete for a championship. You're only going to be 26, and then things are going to change a lot. I would love to disagree, but I totally agree with you. That's exactly what I thought. He has two years on his deal, and... I get that it's difficult because you don't know what LeBron's going to do in, uh, in 2018. So I get that you, you doubt about it. You don't know what, where the franchise is going uh, because they're obviously thinking short-term. They want to win now. But like you say, just wait for one year. And I was surprised, uh, especially by what uh, Windhorst and Lowe uh, reported, that Kyrie already wanted out last year mm. after they won the title. That was surprising for me. They said and that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't get that. Why would he leave after winning a championship? And he, he stayed because, yeah, they won the championship and they had to defend the title. So he decided to stay. But apparently, 
there were talks already that he wanted to go get out, and I he didn't get that. Must hate and, playing with LeBron. Yeah, I think, I think so too. Like really, uh, he must hate it. It, it. Apparently, he hates um, the thing that LeBron plays the dad role over oh. him. Like he's a kid, and, and I understand that. You don't want that. You don't want to feel like like, like a small child where you know you're the second best player on the team and one of the 15 best players in the NBA. But my question to that, Dennis, would be how do you expect the greatest player in the world to, to act? Like how how else do you expect and, and how lucky are you to be on that team? Maybe he'll, maybe in 10 years when he looks back at this, you know, okay, Dan Gilbert, this all starts with him, right? <laughs> but, wait, wait, but let me say one thing. I, I, I get what you say about LeBron James. I would act the same way LeBron does. You, you know you're that good, so you expect some kind of some standards, some some greatness of your teammates. And if they don't deliver, especially with Kyrie in defense or when he doesn't involve his teammates, it's normal. It's it's logical that he gets mad, that he gets angry, and that he lets Kyrie feel that he has to be better. According to me, and I look, I think players become J.R. Smith, Aman Shumpert, prime examples, especially Smith. If you play with LeBron James, he makes you better. You can have a career revival if you play with LeBron James. But in a lot of cases, unlike, you know, Mike Miller sticks around, James Jones sticks sure. around. But sometimes you have guys who will go in, they'll win a ring, and then they'll get out again because they'll, they'll get that big deal. It's kind of like, you know, I know it's a, it's a lesser example, but Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne Dedman for San Antonio had a good season went to the right team, played with the right guys, and he got paid, and he's in Atlanta Jonathan, Jonathan Simmons, Jonathan Simmons, same way, same yeah. team, uh, same result. And you, but the difference here is you're, you're guaranteed to at least get to the finals. I wanted to go back to um, Dan Gilbert, because yes. the, whole, the whole summer has been... This is, up to this point, this is LeBron James's... And I don't know what I'm shouting at you, I'm sorry, I don't know what I'm shouting. <laughs> um, this is, That's this, your enthusiasm, man, enthusiasm. Yes, I know. Um, to this point, biggest, most important summer of LeBron James's career because the, the 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 dots make sense. The dots fit. Next summer he goes. I don't know where he's going to go. L.A. Whatever it might be, back to Miami. But you have to make sure that he stays in Cleveland. I don't know why there is an assumption that he's going to leave. Uh, he never said he was going to stay in Cleveland. He said he was going to win a championship for them. He did that. But Dan Gilbert dangles. David Griffin, who is, by the way, the guy that tries to build bridges and has done for the last three years. He makes sure that the, the egos of Irving and LeBron are in check. He does all that work. You dangle him before the draft. You let him go, you know, and then he's gone. And then Kyrie does this. What's LeBron thinking? I don't know, man. I really, I really don't know. Because, like you say, Dan Gilbert is actually he's the origin of the problem because the whole Dan Gilbert LeBron James relationship still isn't that good um, it's bad actually after what Gilbert did in uh, 2010 when LeBron left for Miami the famous the infamous letter that he wrote LeBron James hasn't forgotten about that and so the trust level between those two is already low and then you see what Dan Gilbert did with David Griffin like you said David Griffin was important for that team he was behind the scenes and he had some luck winning the championship last year in 2016. Of course, they had some luck, but he made some good moves. He did some good things, and according to what we hear, he was important behind the scenes. And I don't understand what Dan Gilbert is thinking at that moment. Why wouldn't he extend his general manager? Because since Dan Gilbert is the owner of the Cavs, 
He hasn't extended one general manager's contract. Not one. Mm. They all left after, after their first deal. And you would, so, you'd figure that a guy who won a championship and orchestrated some big deals, including LeBron, and then the mm-hmm. whole Chauncey Billups mess, which... Saga, wow. Well, well, the, the point, okay, it didn't work, and they didn't offer him enough money, and clearly he was in and out because he's now living in Denver. Did he want to move there? His kids and all that, I get that. But for me, you don't even go after Chauncey Billups because it looks to me like he's very happy in his new career television, probably doing some coaching, and you've just got rid of a guy who won a championship with you, knows the franchise, knows LeBron James. You fire him and you go after a guy who's got no general manager experience. And then you have now got Kobe Altman there, who is yeah. it, was in the obviously with the Cavs before. And the big frustration for Dan Gilbert, we all know now, the Paul George deal that was literally hours away from being completed until Kevin Pritchard pulled out the deal between Denver and there was one other team, and it slips my mind now, three-way deal oh, with Indiana, of course. Denver, Denver, Indiana, and Cleveland, yeah. Didn't work out. So now you're looking at a team who've added Jose Calderon, Jeff Green, they've re-signed Carl Corr, where they've got Derek Rose. Um, <laughs> does this feel like, a, does this feel like a, wor- a, a team that's a lot worse than it was last year, especially if Kyrie leaves, obviously? Yeah, if Kyrie leaves, it's the worst team. Depends on what you get from him, of course. We get, you get some, some interesting trade scenarios, especially Bill Simmons had a good one um, with Phoenix and New York that would uh, bring Kyrie to New York, uh, Frank Tilikina to Phoenix, and Carmelo Anthony and Eric Bledsoe to the Cavs. Now, Melo made clear he doesn't want to lift his no-trade clause to go to Cleveland. He only wants to go to Houston, so that won't happen. But that would be an interesting deal for the team. Uh, I think for Cleveland, but with, they need Kyrie to be great. They need Kyrie, his, his scoring ability, his playmaking, um, especially for himself. But still, he makes plays out of nothing. He can score in any kind of way, three pointers, two meters behind the line. He can go inside. He can score from every angle. They need that guy to stand next to LeBron and to be good to lead them through the Eastern Conference. That will be quite easy. But still, they have to be Boston or Washington uh, four times in a series uh, next year. But I think the team is a little worse. I don't like the Derrick Rose edition. Not at all. you got a LeBron James team. So you need shooting, shooting around him. you got someone who can handle the ball. That's good in Derrick Rose. Um, but his outside shooting is, is not good enough. Um, look what he did with the Bulls. His, his greatness was penetrating to the basket, being explosive, getting so much attention from the defense that he kicks out to the guys that were open. Um, he had Kyle Korver way back. He had Luol Deng. Um, and that's what LeBron does. So they actually want to do the same thing. And Derrick Rose isn't the Derrick Rose he was in 2011 by a mile. Um, that's not, not even an exaggeration, I think. Kyle Korver, yeah. Is that a good deal? Don't, no, don't think so. That surprised don't think me so. as well. To, uh, yeah. LeBron James, and you talk about Curry so much, and you, you've got to look at LeBron, is he needs a second scoring option, and he needs someone who can break down a defense. Now, what we don't, what we fail to forget, fail to remember, sorry, is that Derek Rose will not be the point guard in Cleveland when he's on the court 100% of the time. LeBron James will play the point forward position, which means Derek Rose has to be able to shoot the ball, and he can't. You've pointed that out. He's best at beating his man, getting to the hoop, layups, which is not what Cleveland needs. Kyrie Irving already had that in abundance, but it was so dangerous because he had that dribbling ability. He could he could shoot. And and that kind of leads us on to the questions nicely because we've had some tweets. And I'm going to start with uh, Asmir Begovic, Bournemouth goalkeeper. So shout out to Asmir Begovic, who I hope is listening to the show. Um, 
I guess let's ignore what has to come back to Cleveland, first of all, with this question. Just, theor- you know, hypothetically. Asmir asked, best landing spot for Kyrie. Where do you think that is? That's so hard because you obviously think about the deals that are going to happen. Uh, for example, he, he has four teams he wanted to go to Kyrie Irving. He said San Antonio, um, Minnesota, Miami, and New York. Those were his four options um, he wanted to go to. But look at San Antonio. What can they give Cleveland that's interesting enough? Nothing. You have to make a three-team deal. Um, don't think San Antonio will be good for Kyrie, too. Um, yeah, Popovich, he can do anything with any player. It will be interesting to see what Kyrie could do next to Kawhi Leonard, but it will be Kawhi Leonard's team, so that's not what he wants. Minnesota, another team. I think it's a really, really hard one to see the perfect team for Kyrie Irving because you have to take in mind his, his, his defenses and his lack of making his teammates better. Yeah? So you have to have someone next to him who can, who can do that. And I, I really don't know. Really, really don't know what team would be ideal for Kyrie to win because I'm thinking about winning, not thinking about a, a nice team. Like I said, I would love New York because that, because that would be so spectacular, so fun. See Porzingis together with Irving, but that wouldn't be successful on the court. Uh, uh, they wouldn't have 50 wins, for example. I don't, I don't know so, if he's thinking about winning, though. Really, I mean, really, what is his motivation here with this move? And, and staying with this question... Um, hmm? With the defense, first of all, if he goes to San Antonio, just again forgetting about what's coming the other way, then you, that's no better place than there to learn under Greg Popovich, under Kawhi Leonard, under you know all those great players. You can you've got to play defense. There's going to be discipline there. I think in Cleveland, and this is this goes back to the dysfunction of the Cavs when LeBron and Kyrie are off the floor, or just one of them, is that the Cavs have never had a philosophy since James came back. They've never had they don't have a system. Their system is Kyrie and LeBron. And offensively you mean. Yeah. And the and the players just find their way around that, which is why there's so much dysfunction uh, around those two when they're not on the court. Um there are there are several places I think that could be good for him. Um everyone's talked about the Phoenix trade. Everyone's talked about the Denver trade potentially and I think Denver's good and the Nuggets would have to give up an absolute ton. Zach Lowe They can, but they can. An absolute ton. Wilson Chandler, Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, picks. But if he goes to Denver and he works around Nikola Jokic, I think that's... And Paul Millsap. You know, that's an, exactly. That, that, for me, on paper, the way the trade stacks up would, would, would be fairly good for him. But then he's in the West. That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, of course, everybody's in the West. Um, that would <laughs> yeah. be interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, the Phoenix, Phoenix thing is cool, too. Because I would love to see the backcourt with Devin Booker. Mm. Kyrie and Devin Booker, that would be cool. Don't think it would work. Because Booker doesn't play defense. He's a great offensive player. He doesn't play defense yet. How old is he? 20? Yeah. He's so young. Young, 21. Yeah, and Kyrie is only 25. So you have a young, dynamic backcourt. That would be cool to see. Like you say, the Denver thing, yeah, that, that, that's interesting. interesting. Because they have a, re- a lot of options, a lot of assets they can move. Um, it doesn't have to be a two-team trade. It can be a third three-team or maybe even four-team trade uh, if you want to do some special things. But the Denver thing, I don't see them winning 50 games either if Kyrie is there. No. Although I love Jokic. Millsap is a great addition. But yeah, I, I'm, the thing is, you know what it is with Kyrie? When LeBron is not playing, he doesn't win. He doesn't win at all. And yeah. it's not one game. It's not two games. We had dozens of games where Kyrie's playing with 
Kevin Love. We're forgetting about Kevin Love. He's still a top 20 player in the NBA, um, even though nobody wants to admit that. He's a great rebounder, great scorer, outside shooter. He, can, he has some post moves. And if you have Kyrie and Kevin Love together, you should be able to win some games, right? Well, and that doesn't happen. So I'm worried yeah. that's about a, that's his a future bad with sign. another team. Yeah, that's it. I mean, um, and Jack- if, you, if you look at the first three years, too, in Cleveland, it didn't do, it didn't great, it didn't do well at all. No, and I mean, I think his elevation, his, in his mind, he says, well, I won, the, I won the NBA Finals for it. I hit the shot. And I know that point guards now are scorers first. They're shooters first. But someone like Stephen Curry, who can pass very well, has got a good handle. He's got teammates around him, and he understands their role, and he understands that he is not great without them. Kyrie Irving, I don't think, gets that yet. And I mean, we, we had a shout from Jack Blake on Twitter who said Spurs is the team he should go to if he wants another ring. But this is why it's so complicated, right? Because Cleveland need, is going to ask for an absolute ton. If They don't care if they have an un, unhappy Kyrie stay for another season. If they think LeBron and Kyrie can sit down, and that's the biggest challenge now, that's what I'd be doing right now. Try and get those two in a room. Figure this stuff out. Because there's a big chance this this that's what happens. Because you are giving up Kyrie Irving. You're going to ask for an absolute ton. You talked about Phoenix. They're going to want Josh Jackson. They're going to want a future first-round pick. They're going to want Jared yep. Dudley, Eric Bledsoe. You know, Miami, which is another landing spot, you probably aren't giving them enough if you give them Dragic, Ellington, Winslow, and some picks. You know, even if they... That, that's, that's what Miami offered. Yeah. And they offered to take Shumper as well, I think. Yeah, but if I was someone in the front office for the Cavs, I would just say, we're keeping Kyrie. I don't care if he wants out. We're keeping Kyrie. They don't even have to talk before the season starts. I don't care. Really. I don't care. Just go out and play. Get on the court and play. Kyrie isn't going to play worse because he wants out. He's, he, he loves to play basketball, so he isn't going to miss shots on purpose. Just put them on the court together and they'll figure it out. It's not like, this, it's, not like it's Kobe and Shaq. They don't hate each other. Wouldn't like that be the, fun though, man? Un- oh, I would love un- that. Unfollowed on, <laughs> unfollowed on Instagram. That's the biggest... Uh, and, and hey, while we're there, uh, the video. Stephen Curry doing the dance at Harrison Barnes' wedding, imitating uh, LeBron how, James. And Kyrie was overblown, there. How overblown it. is that? I know. You, 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 t- you tweeted last night. Uh, the Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless uh, oh, discussion. Um, Shannon Sharp can be good when he's talking about the NFL. He, and I like the way he talks sometimes. He's one of the great, greatest trash talkers in the history of the NFL. Mm. Uh, great tight end. But what they were saying was ridiculous. Um, Don't, you know. we we're going to talk about this for 60 seconds max. Uh, <laughs> not, not more than that, because it's not worth our time. It's just having some fun at a wedding. And mm-hmm. it, everybody knows that LeBron challenge. It's not the first... First person who's doing it, and the way so, Curry, come on! I mean, that the I think they were directing it more at Kyrie if he knows it's going to be on tape. Why are you laughing? But how can you not laugh at? Of course, Stephen Curry. That's being, that, who, that's being a good sport. That's yeah. being a good sport. And Stephen Curry is so undersized; he looks like a ten-year-old, and somehow <laughs> he brings down LeBron James two, twice in three years. He's he's doing the dance. It's funny. It's just funny. It's funny. Undo, it. Shannon Sharp needs to undo his top button and his tie and just. Take a chill pill. Um, <laughs> uh, we got a couple more questions, so I'm just putting you on the spot here because I've already got yeah. them. Um, the Scoring Zone asks, will Cleveland still be number one in the East without Kyrie at point guard? Is that number one in the East after the regular season or when the 
Yeah, I'm going to say... Will they make the finals? Because after last the year, regular I, season. I mean, obviously yeah, I predicted last year. I predicted Boston would be number one last season. Mm. Um, yeah, we had a previous show for Play Sports and we, we had to do some things and I thought that would be the year. But if Kyrie stays, Cleveland will, will take the number one seed again because they have something to prove. Please. It's still LeBron James, but Boston has a great team in my eyes and they have a great coach. So, no, I don't think they will be number one when the regular season is over. They will make the finals again. LeBron James it's not going to lose in the Eastern Conference. If Ka- not yet. If not Ka- yet. I'm going to put it out there now. I'm going to do my best Shannon Sharp impression. Yes, do it. The shoulders are up. If LeBron James leaves... <laughs> sorry. If Kyrie <laughs> Irving leaves Cleveland, forget about LeBron James, they will finish third in the East. Behind Boston... Third behind Washington. Think about how think about how Cleveland play in the regular season with their big 3. They rest players. I don't want to hear the fact that LeBron James was high in minutes. He still took a lot of games off. Total minutes was down. They rest players. Kevin Love is Kevin Love. They've got an average bench. Their bench was terrible in the finals. The starters outscored the Warriors starters in the finals last year. The bench is awful. So if Kyrie leaves, the Wizards have got their guys back. They've given Wall the money. Bill's got the money. Porter's got the money. They're all happy. They play hard. Boston under Brad Stevens, they play hard. They play like it's college over 82 games. I think the Cavs will be the third seed, which actually doesn't mean a lot when you've got LeBron. But in the regular season, that's where I think it, they end up. According to ESPN, they uh, posted some um, predictions for the standings the upcoming year. Boston will be number one and Cleveland will be number two. Because you don't know what's going to happen with Kyrie. And that's the thing. That's why it's difficult to predict. Because you don't know what's coming back to Cleveland. Um, if you know they get something to surround LeBron with. To make Kevin Love even better. Give him a better role. Because that can happen too. If Kyrie leaves for a couple of role players and some young guns. Some young talents. You don't know what happens with Kevin Love. Maybe he finds his mojo back. And you get a whole different player. And then Cleveland is, becomes another team. What's really funny, and I love this, is when people say, oh, LeBron James is going to be m- more motivated now that Kyrie Irving's going to leave. He's going to be more, he's going to be more motivated now. Well, s- hang on. So the best player in the world wasn't motivated to win the title last year. How, how does this make him more... It's like the NFL thing with Deflategate. Oh, suddenly Tom Brady is more motivated than he was last year to win a championship. No, the greatest players are always motivated. Uh, that, that's especially when they, especially after they lose the finals. Yeah, definitely. Uh, David Vandervelde on Twitter asks the question: Is what's the best deal for the Cavs? And the one team we haven't mentioned yet is Milwaukee because they're obviously not going to give up Giannis, um, but they've got Chris Middleton and Malcolm Brogdon, who they could offer up two unprotected first-round picks. You know what the Cavs need to answer this question on my half first is. They need someone who can play now. So you've got someone like Eric Bledsoe in, in Phoenix or Chris Middleton in Milwaukee. You need future picks because the Cavs don't know if LeBron does, it doesn't leave next year. And you need a solid player to go alongside him, a shooter who fits into that system. Because the, the Cleveland front office have to play a tricky game here of we have to appease LeBron James and show him that we're still going to try and win. But we also have to think he might leave. And we need, we need to make sure we've actually got something after Kyrie and LeBron have left. I would love that deal for Milwaukee and for Kyrie. If Kyrie wants to win, Milwaukee is a team to go to. I didn't think about that. I should have because I love Yanis. Um, even though Yanis is going to play the point too, I think he's going to do it. He'll do it less than uh, than LeBron did. He already did less last season. 
that would be a great team for Kyrie because they have a lot of great defenders so they can hide Kyrie Irving in defense. That would fit him perfectly. But for Cleveland, even, even if they get the president, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, I, lo- I love him, by the way. <laughs> I love his interviews. Um, even if they get Brogdon, they get Chris Middleton and some future picks, that won't be enough for LeBron. That won't be enough to win now, I think. I don't think Milwaukee has enough assets that Cleveland really wants if they give up a player like Kyrie Irving. But they maybe have to because they won't get a dollar for a dollar. They won't. It's a really, it's a really interesting thing to get into LeBron James's mindset now, because throughout throughout his career, he's knocked off the Pistons, he's knocked off the Pacers, he's knocked off the Bulls, and then he beat the Warriors. Now the Warriors are a different animal altogether. So he goes on his summer holiday this year before the Kyrie Irving news breaks. He's just been beaten four-one by Kevin Durant's Golden State, and the Cavs mess around with their front office. They fire the GM. They don't bring anyone, really. They re-sign Kyle Korver, whatever. Kyrie Irving says what he says. He's got to do it all again. He's got, to, he's got to knock off the next great team, one of the greatest teams we've ever seen, a team that could easily win 70 games if they went all in. So where do you think he's lining up to... Do you think he's going to stay in Cleveland or do you think he's going to leave next season? After, you mean LeBron after next season? Yeah. I think he's going to leave. I think he's going to leave. The... I normally I don't believe rumors. I don't pay attention to the rumors when he's going to leave that year. And I, I hear um, that player is leaning to that team. I don't like those kind of reports because speculation. I don't want. I don't like to speculate in that regard. But now the rumors are that loud. You hear it from every side. You hear it from every reporter. Um, I think he's leaving, and I don't see why he wouldn't go to LA. Why wouldn't he try to go to the Lakers? especially if Paul George will go there, and I think he will after next season. Um, who knows what can happen? Who knows if Russell Westbrook wants to join them? I don't think that will work. But why would he stay in Cleveland? Especially now he knows Kyrie will be leaving. There's nothing there for him. He, he's proven everything. He won the championship. He did what he promised. He came back home. So everybody who hated him loved him. There's nothing they can do about it anymore. And if he leaves now, they won't start burning his jerseys again. No, because he got them a championship. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, he might just end up going back there like a Paul Pierce or even actually playing one more season. Do you think? It, I don't think he will do that. I, don't, I hope not because uh, that for Paul Pierce, that was ridiculous. Sorry, man. I want to retire a Celtic. Play <laughs> another season, then retire a Celtic. But don't just sign in the offseason when nobody's watching. Uh, no, nah, that's, that's ridiculous. I don't, I don't like that at all. You don't but like the one-minute deals? No, it's, I hate it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but talking about LeBron wanting to leave, don't forget he wants to be a real businessman. He wants to be a billionaire, and he wants to own a team. He wants to own a professional sports team. You know, they got nine teams in L.A., nine. So that's ideal for him. That's yeah. perfect. I just don't... I want to know where his motivation lies right now. Like, I, I know I just said that you, he shouldn't be more motivated, but... Is he less motivated? You know, no. Does he? Does he want? He lost. Does he want he six rings? Does he think this team is really gonna beat Golden State in the next three, four years? He doesn't care about six rings, but he wants to win. He wants to. He wants to get revenge. So who does he on, align on the Warriors? with? Who does he? Who does he need to align with? Do we That's bring? Do we the banana boat? Do we? Do we? Do we go? <laughs> do we go there? 
Lex, I, I, Lex on Twitter read, is all, has asked Did you read that. the ESPN article about the banana boat? Oh, gosh. I, I've read too many. <laughs> Which one? Uh, the one by Adam uh, Reisinger. No. The posted one. Uh, the, the scenarios, the Houston scenario, the LA scenario, the New York scenario, how all that could work. Um, the three big options if the banana boat crew wants to get together. Is there a literal I don't have... banana boat in any of these scenarios? <laughs> um, no, but there are a boatload of assets. Sometimes. Oh, hello. <laughs> I like what you're doing there, Dennis. Um, <laughs> pun intended, pun intended. So who is it? Is it, is it Harden? Is it Giannis? Is it Jokic? Like, who does he need? He doesn't need... It's not Kevin Love. Those guys. He's got Kevin Love, that's one. He needs a guy who's really good behind the three-point line. That's the, the main thing. You can't forget that. He has, to, he has to have someone who can create for his own, like Kyrie, and someone who can shoot when he's open. Like the, the perfect man is Kyrie, man. I mean that. I really think Kyrie Irving is a perfect fit for LeBron. He just has to be better in defense. Mm. But those two, for real, who, who's, who's, better, who's a better fit for LeBron than Kyrie Irving? I don't see anybody actually. If you, For real. how do you get LeBron James on the Rockets with Chris Paul and James Harden? Does that even work? It can work. It's not that easy because Carmelo Anthony, yeah, he wants to go. So if he um, waves his no trade clause, he can go there even before the next season starts. But then LeBron, yeah, that's not easy because the Rockets won't have the caps to sign LeBron to a, to a max deal next summer. So they probably would have to do something like, like, like they did with, uh, with Chris Paul last season. LeBron would make it clear to Dan Gilbert he's not returning to the Cavs under any condition, under any circumstance. And Daryl Morey, yeah, he has to work some magic to uh, get enough assets to Cleveland. And, um, yeah. I mean, because LeBron. LeBron James, it won't be a trade, you know? So he'll be, he'll be yeah. up. And he can... Yeah, it would be. It would be because LeBron would opt in uh, to the final year of his deal. So it will be a trade. Right, okay. Well, in that case, I think Milwaukee is still on the table. LeBron to Milwaukee. They have... He needs to align with someone who... If Giannis can learn how to shoot, first of all, then imagine that. Imagine that together. I'm just yeah, that's true. But the market is too small. The market is too small. He won't go to, he won't go to, to Milwaukee. Have you ever been there? Oh, I love Milwaukee. No, I've never been there. <laughs> yeah, I've been there a couple. Of, a friend of mine lives in Madison, in Wisconsin, and we we went to the Bucks Kings game in Milwaukee. LeBron James isn't going to move there. He's going to go to he's LA. Not. He's going to he's going to wait to see if Lonzo Ball is amazing as he was in summer league, and then he's going to go to LA. How about that? He will he will be amazing, Lonzo. He will be. Let's 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 fire let's fire through some more. We've spent nearly an hour on Kyrie Irving. That's <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, we we talked about the win projections, so we can hash past that. It's interesting actually to, to go on the Lakers because everyone wants to talk about the Lakers. Lonzo Ball, do you do you believe what you see in summer league? No, I don't pay attention to it. But I really don't. I, I don't pay attention to it at all. I like to see some flashes of the guys just to know their style. I love the style Jason Tatum showed. I love how Lonzo plays, just how he moves on the court, uh, how he passes his vision. But one of my co-hosts, Thomas from the Spiegel. Um, he used to play for Real Madrid and Cheska Moscow, but before he was going to the big European competitions, um, he actually played in the Summer League for the Warriors. And the stories he told me, they make sense when I watch those games. It doesn't matter. They all want to show what they can do. It's not, it's, it's not the real game. They're not playing basketball. They're playing 
look at me, look what I can do, give me a contract. And that's not what I want to see. So I really don't care about, about the Summer League, actually. No, but I, I just actually wanted to watch Lonzo Ball because not, yeah. not many players, and I'll say this, not many players can have an, a, a big impact on a game without, sco- without scoring, right? So look, Lonzo Ball can have a, a great game and score six points. Now, the question we had was, were you going to get past the LeVar noise? Were you going to judge Lonzo Ball because of his dad, or were you going to watch him play? Well, MVP of the Summer League, he averaged nearly (laughs) 10 assists, nearly 8 rebounds, he had 2 triple-doubles, 4 games with 10 assists or more. No rookie ever averaged a triple-double in the Summer League before. So his impact without scoring, and he made made a Kevin Love baseline-to-baseline pass that I loved. He's clearly a great teammate. And and this is going to be fun, you know. If he's if he's as good as he he's shown, the Lakers have a big role to play this year, and they know that. They know it because Paul George and LeBron James are up for grabs. They're going to be a really fun team, really, really fun team. Um, and I would love to watch them too. They're not going to make the playoffs. Some people are talking. Skip Bayless guaranteed last uh, last night, two nights ago, that the Lakers will be the eighth spot in the Western Conference. That won't happen. That really won't happen. But I'm very curious to see what the Lakers are going to be. Um, and that's why I watched Summer League, because I wanted to see Lonzo too, just like you did. And I, I think he's a great teammate too. And I can look, yeah, I want to say I can ignore LaVar Ball, but that's, that's really difficult because he's such an idiot. Um, yeah, he's going to be hard to ignore. Yeah, and, and I, I don't like Lonzo in his interviews. He says two words. Um, yeah. He's a little cocky, but when he's on the court, I love him. I love him. Then he's the greatest person in the world. Uh, it's, it's a little bit like Jason Kidd, yeah. I think. If you saw Jason Kidd play in his early years, but then with a better shot. I already told you this once, I think. Mm. Um, but also somebody who can impact the game without scoring. But the thing is with Lonzo, you have to be aware of him because he's got a good shot. Just got That's weird what Jason form. Kidd didn't have. Yeah, it just, well, uh, it's awful. And you but see, Jason Kidd improved his shooting towards the end of his career, which made him even more effective. And, and you can't hate an unselfish player. Like, if Lonzo Ball kept shooting and shooting... And actually, that's not true, because if you look at the numbers, his turnovers were high and his field goal percentage was, was pretty terrible. Um, but you can't hate an unselfish player if he's that effective. And adding Coldwell Pope... He can guard your best opposing guard, which takes way more pressure off Lonzo Ball to be himself, which is great. And Brook Lopez, he improved his three-point shot last year in Brooklyn. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun team. Uh, by the and, way, and Col- on. Caldwell Pope is one-year deal. Caldwell Pope, yep. very smart from Palinka. Palinka is doing great, great stuff over there. He's done very well. Um, by the way, uh, Ian Clark has signed for a team that is not Golden State. Can you guess? Can you guess? Live live news on the US uh, Sports Podcast. Ian Clark, Ian Clark. Uh, Orlando? I love, I love Ian Clark. No, it's not Orlando. It's Is it a good team? It's a Western Conference team. Of course it's a Western Conference team. Um, the Pelicans. You are right, my man. Ah. And you know what? I was going to say with the Pels, adding Rondo to that 3.3 million deal, uh, you know, he reunited with Demarcus Cousins. You added, Drew, you've given Drew Holiday all that money, but you need wings, right? You needed wings. Ian Clark, if he can shoot fairly, just a little bit better than he did in Golden State, you know. But he was a good shooter, and that's why he's got this contract. And it's a, it's a decent addition because they need spacing. 
Uh, then you need those pesky defenders to go away from Cousins and Davis. So Clark's a, a decent move. I like him. Clark, let me see his numbers. Last season, just looked it up. Uh, 37.4% from behind the arc. Um, 55.6% field goal percentage, but he only played 15 minutes a game, of course. Yeah. Um, but I, I like Ian Clark, too. I think Golden State is going to miss him. He's a good addition from the bench. Um, he's a, ni- a nice pickup for the Pelicans because I didn't really trust that team at all. But this is a good one. This is a good, a good pickup. I don't like the, don't like the Rondo signing, by the way. No. Don't like it at all. Rondo is was great. He's one of those unselfish players you were talking about. Rondo was that kind of player, and that's why you liked uh, Rajon Rondo, even though you knew he could be um, a difficult person to deal with, a difficult teammate. But because he was so unselfish, you started to like him sometimes. Mm. Um, but I don't think now he doesn't fit in the game anymore. Even it's though like he was Rose. that good for, for Chicago, even though he was that good for the Bulls in the playoffs, because if, if Rondo doesn't get injured. Boston is out. It's so crazy how uh, how the NBA's changed because Derek. I mean, Derek Rose injury aside, but those two with Rondo we used to love watching those players play. The point guards who would be slippery through the lanes, find the great passes. But now, if you can't shoot, you're just basically a detriment to your team. If you're a big man who can't shoot, you're a detriment to your team. Of course, but remember that. What's, what year was it? 2010? The first round series between Boston and Chicago. Mm. It was seven games, and I think four games went into overtime. Or was it 20, 2009 after Rose's rookie season? So it's also possible. Those was a great series, great games, high intensity, uh, guys flying through the floor, real playoff battles. But now it's, it's really more difficult. Like you say, you have to have a shot, or you have to be multi-dimensional like like a Jokic is um, and like Yanis Antetokounmpo you have to be able to do everything to make up for your lack of shooting I thought might, what might be a fun topic quickly um, while we're in the off-season last year was the first season in 46 years that no coach was fired um, so if I give you a list of coaches and then we'll that's just... cool I didn't know that that's cool it's pretty crazy isn't it and, and yeah you, you don't it's nice because I don't like to talk about coaches getting fired. I don't want to hear about it. And yeah, some, I mean, every team must have been amazing last year. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> let's go through the list. So Jeff Hornacek, I got Fred Hoiberg, Nate McMillan, um, Doc Rivers, I think is an interesting one. Stan Van Gundy, Dwayne Casey, Tom Thibodeau. So if we go back to the top, Jeff Hornacek, Mr. Puppet, the puppeteer. He survived. Phil Jackson's gone. The Knicks have had five coaches in six years. You've got the changes in the front office. Steve Mills going up a bit as well. So what do you think happens with Hornacek? I don't know what to think about him anymore, actually. I like his style when he coached uh, the Phoenix Suns, even though they were trying to lose the day one, what was it, 48 games? Yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago with uh, Dragic and, uh, and Bledsoe. Wasn't he coach That of the was year? cool. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it was coach of the year. Maybe second or third. Anyway, carry on. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to look it up. But... I like his style, up-tempo, um, they had some great moments over there, and then he came to New York, and I was thinking they were going to do the, the same thing, but it wasn't possible because he had Phil Jackson, he had Carmelo Anthony, I don't know who's to blame, but I want to see what Hornacek's style is, I want to see his style again, is he the coach he was with the Suns, or is he really the guy who crumbled under the pressure of the New York media and the chaos of the New York front office last season? 
Fred Hoiberg is interesting because it's different to Hornacek. It's more, well, actually, Hornacek has been dealt a bad deal, but he's still got a superstar. Fred Hoiberg's been dealt a bad deal. Zach Levine, Laurie Markkinen to save the ship. But crazy enough, in, in May, so just after the regular season, John Paxson confirmed that they were going to welcome back Hoiberg, even though Mr. Hoiberg is going into the third year of a five-year contract. He also said of Hoiberg, they need to find ways to be, uh, he needs to find ways to be a better leader. So all of this weird stuff coming out. And then he admitted to signing players that didn't fit Hoiberg's pace and space style. Um, he obviously replaced Tibbs, two bad records, 42 and 40, 41 and 41. So Hoiberg, I think is, is if they don't win, they, they've got, they, they might be the worst team in the East this year. They will be. They will be. I think so. Uh, yeah, you got the Hawks. Don't forget the Hawks. The Atlanta, they got, yeah. They've, yeah, they've got Mike Budenholzer, so he's a good coach. Um, he was great in college. He really was good in college with a small team. He did some great stuff. But I think everybody's on the hot seat in Chicago, including Foreman and Paxson, especially Foreman and Paxson. Look at the Jimmy Butler trade. We haven't talked about that yet, but that was terrible. They had the number seven pick, Markkanen. Ugh. They but. got no one. They got no one. Levine is cool, but he's, he's cool, coming yeah. back from a, from an injury. <laughs> Chris Dunn, we don't know what Chris Dunn is going to be. He can be awesome. He can be. D- he's only had one year. Dennis, why did they don't do know. that? What before we get to the coach? Like, how, how do you gi- how do you give up Jimmy Butler? I don't know for that. I really, I, I did. I didn't understand the first place. The year before, they were talking about yeah, they're they're considering trading Jimmy Butler. Why? Why? Mm. You've got a franchise player who's unselfish, who's getting better every year. Who's a great guy to be around? He's funny. He's open. You he have wants the player. He makes better. Yeah. You have the player that you're now going to tank to get. Yes, exactly. You <laughs> drafted him at the thirtieth spot, and you worked him up to be this great player. Um, he was a top ten player last season, top ten, and then they just let him go. And and they even give Justin Patton with it too, the number sixteen pick. Patton is going to be better than Mark. They gave, they Mark, gave that away. They they didn't need it, to do that. No, they didn't. Oh, and but then they look. We they, the, the Butler Rose thing never worked out, and that had to happen. Rose had to go, but they never helped Butler. They always tried to say your basically your position here is not safe, and they yeah. had a real tough time since Michael Jordan played in Chicago to have any semblance of like a good team, uh, a character to build around, and Butler was that guy. It was, exactly. He was the guy. And then they traded him. I don't get it. I still don't. Um, because last season, they did a horrible job in the offseason by adding Dwayne Wade and, uh, and Rondo. Nobody understood it back then. Nobody understands it now. Why they did it was terrible. Of course, the team will be bad if you don't surround him with the right players. Of course. You, look, look at Minnesota next season. They're going to be great. They're going to be awesome. Hey, wow, that was American. <laughs> awesome. You, you know why I say Dennis Sight is unforgettable? Because it's nearly midnight in Belgium, right? And you're still yeah, it is. talking as if it's, I don't know, midday. Um, I won't keep you too much longer, but I'm really interested to get your take on this. A couple more coaches, because we see around the league, Van, Stan Van Gundy, Doc Rivers, right? So they don't just have head coaching roles. They are making decisions in the front office. And yeah. Van Gundy particularly... He wanted this position, and now Andre uh, Drummond is your centerpiece. You're, you were better with Ish Smith last year than you were Reggie Jackson, who you're paying a lot of money in the next three years. You've got no cap space until 2021. You've signed Galloway and Anthony Tolliver. 
there's no GM or executive to blame. And then you've got Doc Rivers, who is still getting credit for the Donald Sterling to Steve Ballmer thing. You need to, we need to move on from that now. Rivers has not got the Clippers to a conference final. So where do you stand with these two next season? I think Doc Rivers is the most overrated coach in the NBA. He won a championship in Boston, but he won because he had Kevin Garnett as his leader, as the heart and soul of the team. He had Paul Pierce as the captain, and they had Ray Allen, one of the greatest shooters that ever lived, that ever touched the basketball. It wasn't because of Doc Rivers. We all know that. It was a team. It was what they did. And he's proving it in L.A. The Clippers aren't playing, didn't play that much better under Doc Rivers than they did under Vinny Del Negro, according to me. So, yeah, but now they've got Jerry West. That's good because Rivers still is president of basketball operations or GM. I don't know what he is, actually, one of the two. Um, but I think Jerry West will have a lot to say. And because of his track record, look what he did in L.A., look what he did with the Warriors. Um, they will listen to what the logo says. The Stan Van Gundy thing, yeah, that's a problem because he has to get rid of Reggie Jackson and he has to get rid of Andre Drummond. But nobody wants those two players. Who would want Andre Drummond in the NBA in 2017? Nobody. Nobody. He doesn't even have, have, have a decent post move. He's big. He's strong. He can jump. He can run. He can dunk. He can block. He can't shoot free throws. I think my, my grandmother can shoot free throws better than Andre hey, Drummond. Hey, the, the granny free I'm not throw. Lying. The granny yeah. free throws got it. Hey, we need to do this test. We need to get your grandma and Drummond in a room and we'll try this. <laughs> We're going to do this. She's got a new hip, so she'll have to you'll have to wait a couple a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a new hip. <laughs> Drummond. Yeah, she. Yeah, yeah new hip. It's uh, it's a hard knock life for my grandma. <laughs> hey, shout out. Um, <laughs> I think something we can actually guarantee, which is not bold, because Dwayne Casey every single year it seems he's on the chopping block. He's gonna get he's gonna get fired this year. If the Raptors don't do this or this or this, they always have a terrible first round. They sneak through. DeRozan and Lowry just go to pieces. Uh, and what they've done this summer, re-signing... Uh, f- first of all, good that you've got Lowry and Ibaka for three years, not five years. And that if those contracts are devastating for teams. But the fact that you did re-sign Ibaka and Lowry, you got rid of PJ... Well, you didn't get rid of him, but he left to go to Houston, PJ Tucker. I think Great the, addition for the Rockets. Great addition. I think this is the year Casey is finally let go in Toronto and they're going to try and move on in a completely different way with the players as well, I think. Yeah, they have to, but they re-signed the dudes, so they have to stick with them too. Um, Lowry is, what is he, 31? I think it's my age, 31 or 32. Um, and they gave him another contract. Uh, it's difficult. It was a difficult one for the reps because what, 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 what did Ujiri had to do? He had to re-sign those two because otherwise he didn't have a team. Mm. Um, but like you said, I think Casey is, is uh, on the chopping block too uh, this season um, and he's not the only one. Um, I think a couple of names I think are in danger are Frank Vogel, yep. the Magic. Um, look at the Charlotte Hornets. I think people are expecting a lot from the Hornets. Talking of your win projections, the, Sh- the Charlotte Hornets are projected to be fifth 44 wins. yeah I, I i don't believe that above the raptors i, I saw it too they're, they're not going to top the raptors i think uh, uh, by the way on orlando i'm disappointed in jonathan simmons are you disappointed in jonathan simmons going to orlando yeah he's, he was a perfect san antonio spur perfect coming up the bench um money though i hate it, it. 
money. Of course. He, he's, he's been in How the D-League. and He paid for his own audition, his own tryout in the D-League. <laughs> he paid $150. Hey, he, he deserves it. He deserves it. Yeah, he does. Um, I'm not disappointed. I'm great move by uh, Jonathan Simmons there. Uh, <laughs> Dennis, last thing. You want to talk about what Michael Jordan said about Kobe and LeBron? Yes. And about Drake, too. Oh, God. Drake again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said he prefers Drake right now. To as who? As a rapper. To who? To everybody. Really? That doesn't sound like... So, I thought I'd put Michael Jordan in the old school. I'd put him in the biggie category, not Drake. Yeah, but the, 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 the recent ones, like Kendrick Lamar, better than, than Drake. Mm-hmm. Anderson Park, better than Drake. No, that, that, that aside, uh, basketball, um, <laughs> Kobe versus LeBron, yes. He said five tops three, five is more than three, so Kobe's better than LeBron. Well, that is mm. utter BS, right? I still think Kobe Bryant is a better player than LeBron James. No, 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 you don't. The, the floor is yours, Dennis. Why? why no, I want to know why. Why uh, is Kobe better than... <laughs> right, so here we go. So LeBron James, after maybe his sixth or seventh or eighth year in the league, people were saying that he's better than Kobe. And all these top five lists, they never... Mm-hmm. Or top ten. Even Tim Duncan was going in there. People just seem to ignore Kobe Bryant. And I never understood Co- it because... He, is an, he was a, a fascinating player. Five championships, but that's the kind of the end of this. Everyone likes to say rings matter more than anyone else, anything else. But for me, if you watch Kobe, I know he was a bull hog. I know he was selfish. But the killer instinct, the clutch shooting, the fact that he did have the ability to just literally go out there any given night and win a game for you. Five championships, MVP. He's played on some great teams. I just think... Overall, he's a better player than LeBron. LeBron might go down as a better player overall. Yes, probably. But if you're looking at the whole package, NBA guy, winner, killer instinct, rings, I think Kobe's got him. Um, We were talking about top 10 lists, and I don't think I have him in my top 10 all time. It's difficult, but I'm thinking out of the top of my head, I don't think he's in there. And Tim Duncan is in there. So that's, I, that's I, I see then. what you get. I see what you get, but it's, what's difficult for me with Kobe, and I'm biased because I'm such a big Michael Jordan fan, I have to admit that, I like original players, and that you can resemble someone, but he copied everything Michael Jordan did, everything style-wise. But he did it well. And he did it well. Yeah, Doesn't that he say did it something? well, but, but it, it, it bothered me as a basketball fan. Just as a, a fan of the game, I, I didn't like that he did the, the same fadeaway, just the Totally the same way. That's so. But all players ridiculous. follow. All I know, players I know have their I know it's styles, stupid. I know right? It's stupid. All I know players it's stupid, follow. But... A, like LeBron followed Kobe, and then Lonzo will follow someone else. Yeah, but nobody, nobody copied. They followed, and they they did their thing with it. Like it... Michael Jordan, he copied. He followed uh, David Thompson and Julius Irving. What I would say, Those there, Dennis, is if you grew, if you grew up with MJ in his prime, everyone mm-hmm. tried to mimic. Michael Jordan, but Kobe Bryant actually did it. Like he, he yeah, was the, so close to Michael Jordan. If you if you love Jordan, I would have thought Kobe would be above LeBron for you. No, because because of the way LeBron makes his players, makes his teammates better, the all the all around thing. And Kobe had some seasons like after Shaq left. Oh four oh five. Or five or six, he was great individually, mm. but he tried to do so much himself. He was such a ball hawk yeah. that 
it irritated me. I know Michael Jordan had that too sometimes, especially in the beginning of his career. But that's in the beginning. You learn how to become a team player. Michael, Kobe but my, ha- I, I don't think this can be a comparison though between Kobe and Michael because I think you'll no, you'll course, find course. they're more similar than you think because Michael Jordan no, was not he was he was not a good teammate and he he you know if you didn't find him if you didn't pass the ball to him similar with Kobe I think LeBron is is better on the floor he makes his teammates better than Kobe ever did but if you just look at the whole package if you if you could have one if you could have either of them for one game I would still take Kobe. I don't know. It's difficult. I don't. I, I would take LeBron. I would take LeBron. Even though, well, like you said, um, the Michael Jordan fans who I should lean for, to Kobe, I would take LeBron. Um, and I think, by the way, I think Michael Jordan made his teammates better. I think he did. He didn't do it in the first years, but if you rewatch his games, um, except for Game Six in '98, because he had to do it himself, everybody was rubbish, and Kobe and uh, Scottie Pippen had to broken back. Um, he had to do it all himself, but. He found his teammates. In 91, he found John Paxson all the way. In 92, they came back where Michael had, had the last game because he found his teammates too. And we can go on and on and on. Um, Kobe had that not enough to me. He played together with Shaq. That's, maybe that's what's bothering me the most. Yeah. They, they, they had to win seven or eight championships together. Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant, those two together, that Ah, that's such a missed opportunity. It is, but then LeBron bounces around. Kyrie and LeBron, LeBron and Wade. Uh, You mentioned top 10. So if I gave you nine names right now, Mm -hmm. tell me who's in there instead of Kobe. So, uh, assuming you agree with this. Michael Jordan, (laughs) Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, LeBron James, Tim Duncan, Larry Bird, Oscar Robertson. That's nine players. Oscar isn't in. Oscar isn't in for me. Okay, who are you who are you putting in for Oscar? Hakim, Hakim Olajuwon. Hakim, of course. So who's number ten? I love, 10? I, lo- I love Hakim. I love. Did Did you mention Duncan? Yes. I don't think you did. Did you? Damn. Um, Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't forget. We can't forget Jerry West, of course. Oh man, he is so underrated because he went to so yeah. many finals and only won one. Elgin Baylor, maybe. Better than Kobe. He, now, if Kobe's the greatest Laker. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is he? Is he? Is he the greatest Laker? Because remember, <laughs> uh, we're, Magic we're Johnson we're could be the greatest Laker, right? I'm, I'm a Magic Johnson guy. I love Magic. I just watched the uh, 30 for 30 uh, Lakers Celtics versus Lakers best of enemies. So yeah, you, you, I could relive those moments again. Oh, Magic was so cool, so cool. Talk about someone who made his teammates better. You know what's crazy? That was Magic Johnson. You know what's crazy as well in these top 10 lists? Or top... No, actually, when they talk about LeBron or Michael, no one ever mentions Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who, no. who, by the way, won as many rings as Jordan. And he won three championships at co- in college, or four, I think, and three in high school. Four? Yeah. yeah he wasn't... He, he's, he's a the leading scorer of all time in the NBA, still. They banned the dunk in NCAA college because of him. <laughs> And he had the most unstoppable shot ever. Yeah. The skyhook. Why don't we talk about him? Because he was probably because he was bad in that film, Airplane, whatever it was called. <laughs> yeah, Airplane. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> I, love how he, I love how he played himself. It's great. <laughs> oh, great. If he, played, he was a pilot, right? Yeah, he's a pilot. <laughs> but he's Kareem. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to find that 10th player. You're going to have to put that on Twitter. Because I, I can't. I can't I'm think thinking of, yeah, it, it, it can be Kobe. I don't think I don't know why it couldn't be Kobe. You're right about that. I'm it, thinking right another, now. You could find another Boston Celtic. You could find another Houston Rocket. There's 
I mean, what about uh, Julius Irving? I mean, is he up there? He played in the ABA too long, right? Does that does that count? Yeah, those ABA years. Are, are we looking for the best basketball player of all time, or looking for the best NBA player of all time? Because if we're talking about the best basketball player, we can't ignore Arvidas Sabonis or Drazen Petrovic, for example. He he didn't have the chance to prove himself long enough in the NBA, but Drazen was phew, he was great. He was Stop. so good. If Stop. you yeah, if if you look if you look up some old footage of Petrovic, you know he would have killed it in the NBA. If you if look at, live longer. If you look at some old footage of Sasa Vujicic in the year 2009, if he'd have played like that for 20 years, we could be talking about him top top 20. <laughs> that, that... You ruined it. You ruined it all. <laughs> don't, don't mention Drazen Petrovic and Sasha Vujicic in the same sentence, man. Why? <laughs> That's really bad, man. That's really bad. <laughs> it's, 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 like say, it's like saying that Peter Crouch and Alan Shearer are the same players. Oh, man. Who had the better celebration, Shearer or Crouch? <laughs> one, one, Crouch hand, because... one hand in the air or robot? Yeah, Crouch, because it looks so awkward. How I know this is the US Sports Podcast, but Alan Shearer, how can you, have, how can you take so much credit for a celebration that literally <laughs> anyone could have come up with? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we're such a great player. Only won one championship. What a shame is that? Oh, yes. The good old days of Blackburn Rovers. Hey, we're getting, yeah, we're Blackburn, getting well ahead of ourselves here. Yeah, that's that's bad. That's bad. Um, so, still uh, still thinking about that tenth name, by the way. It's it's really difficult. Isn't Oscar in? Yeah, Oscar. Is the, Co- Kobe. Kobe is a bit. Yeah, it's Kobe better than Oscar. The best thing to probably. do is look at uh, Bill Simmons' bas- basketball book of basketball. He's got the the pyramid. You know that's great book. By ranking the, way. the plays. Book. Yeah. Um, but anyway, hey, I'm going to post this podcast, and I bet Kyrie Irving is probably a Milwaukee buck by the time it goes up but let's hope not <laughs> no he won't be i've got it here right away bill simmons top 10 Go michael on. jordan bill russell kareem magic larry bird will chamberlain tim duncan kobe bryant jerry west oscar robertson okay. um, so that was before lebron james that was in 09 i think lebron was 20th so lebron is going in the top 10 so that means oscar is out for bill simmons that means kobe and jerry west have places uh, nine and ten. Um, I want Shaquille O'Neal in, and I want Hakeem Olajuwon in. So that means Kobe and Jerry West are out. Fine. I, I wouldn't put Shaq above Kobe, and I actually wouldn't put Shaq above Jerry West. I'm, I like the fact that he put Jerry West in there. That's good. I think guys like Simmons appreciate them, him a lot more than others. They need to see him I th- play. I think I would put Shaq over over Chamberlain. Wh- actually, who's who's higher for you, Shaq or Hakeem? That's difficult, Hakeem. Hakeem, because there's never been a player with that kind of footwork in the NBA, and I don't think there ever will be. That quick, that agile, that athletic, but had a great mid-range jumper, um, so creative, and such a cool guy to watch too. And I think his teammates all loved him. That wasn't the case with Shaq all the time. Those are important parameters for me. Um, and hey, he won games. He made the finals two times. Uh, no, he made the finals in '86, and then two times after that, he won uh, two of the three. So, yeah, no, Akeem is above Shaq for me. But Shaq was always known as a better teammate than Kobe. I think they sided with him. And I would, in those days, especially, I would take brute force. If you go, if you watch, um, and I bought this off eBay years ago, the Sixers Lakers '01 Finals, and Shaq is just incredible. Like he's got a little hook shot that always goes down. 
He's yeah. so, against Dikemi Mutombo, so strong and overpowering. And you do not want those elbows in your face. So I would still put Shaq over Hakeem. Obviously, more championships as well, uh, which shouldn't count, but it does. But anyway, it, it's a debate that will literally never end, right? Draymond Green said to me a few weeks ago, he said, I don't get into the whole, who's the best team? Are we the best team ever? Because ultimately, we'll never know. Like, we'll never actually know. We can never put them against each other, like going back to the That's 50s. That's true. So. That's true. Wait, to top this off, because it started with what Michael Jordan said, right? Five yeah. is more than, th- than three, so Kobe's better. And that's one thing that Shannon Sharp said, because we're talking about those guys all night, we, we <laughs> keep going. Um, he said, so that means that we don't have to talk about who's the greatest of all time anymore, because 11 is more than six, so Bill Russell is the best of all time. And he's totally right. If that's how you're thinking, yeah. Bill, Bill Russell is the greatest of all time, but you have to look at everything. LeBron, four MVPs, Kobe, one. LeBron, three finals MVPs, Kobe, two. You have to look at everything. Um, and the eye test, of course, that's the most important thing. It is, there's more to basketball, there's more, more to who's a good and great player than what the numbers say. Yeah. It's more than a numbers game. I just love watching Kobe. And, and if we're going on that theory, then Robert Ori is, is up there with the best. <laughs> how many did he get nine or seven was it how many did he seven, win seven seven two seven. in houston three in la and two with with the uh, spurs spurs man that's he had a great career but yeah if you've got Definitely. more rings than you have fingers and thumbs then fair play that's, that's bad that's good that's it's bad good. for the rest <laughs> i think it's good um <laughs> I think we covered a lot there, and uh, it's going to be fairly quiet now. We've, I think the lot, the remaining two stories now: Kyrie and Carmelo, and then we're we're done. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. And then uh, it would all stay quiet until uh, the preseason starts, right? Training camp opens. Yes. And the preseason. I, I don't care about the preseason too, by the way. Um. <laughs> no, well, uh, it's going to be shortened. I hope, uh, and well, it is going to be shortened. Um, yeah, I'll say this now then before we go. We, before we come back later in the year, is we have to be in San Francisco next June, and we have to be we have to be there. We have to be at the finals. We have to do this every single day um, because yeah, because we should. <laughs> I'm I'm already trying to convince my uh, my boss to let us go again because we went this year and uh, we're trying to uh, to do it. Um, but then the whole finals, of course, uh, from game one, that will be awesome. Yeah, you have to be there, man. It was. Great last year, the atmosphere in Cleveland and in uh, in Oakland and in San Francisco. So um, you better be there. If if we're going there, of course, you never know. We're going to San Antonio, Houston. Don't let it be San Antonio, please. Wow, <laughs> I've been I've been there. Uh, no, you, I got a lot. You got the Riverwalk. Yeah, you got the Riverwalk. I got a lot of cities to tick off. It's Warriors, Celtics. That's my early prediction for the finals next year. Ooh, you're betting against LeBron. I think if you've got Gordon Hayward and you don't have Kyrie Irving, the I'm just gonna give you the edge. I'm just gonna give you the edge. I want to see. Hey. I want to see a different. I, I like LeBron in the finals. Don't get me wrong, but I want to see a different team in the finals. Don't forget, they still have Kyrie. He's not gone yet. He's still, still there. Yeah, he is. But when LeBron sees the wedding footage, it's it's gonna it's all over. It's all over. Drama, drama, drama. <laughs> okay, I tell you what. That's our. That's our. Um, that's our challenge for this week is to do a lebron james dancing mimic and we have to post it on twitter okay and okay. then we'll see we'll see who wins the wins the vote we'll put it out there for uh, the for the listeners i'm down with that i'm down with that we're gonna we're gonna make that happen <laughs> and cool. pick your song pink your song of choice Oof. i'm gonna probably I'm gonna, take oh. the same one <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not going to tell you, man. I'm not going to tell you which song I'm going to take. We're going to post it at exactly the same time, so you don't know which song I'm going to choose, and I don't know what you have. I think you're going to go Kendrick Lamar, but we'll find out. I don't know. I may, I'll maybe surprise. Ooh, I've, I can't. No, no, no. I can go. I can go Belgian. I can go with a, oh, a Belgian hip hop artist, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> fine, fine. Yeah. Sounds good. Well. All right, man. Thanks for your time. Uh, go to bed and. <laughs> We'll see you. We'll speak to you very soon. Thank you, Dennis. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you to my guest today, Dennis Syatt. I always appreciate and welcome his opinion and take on the NBA. If you like what you heard today on the US Sports Podcast with me, Max Woods, you can head to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast there, and of course, review if you would like. I'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. I'm going to take a quick holiday south of France. Going to get away, get some sunshine. The UK had its summer for three days and the sun has gone away again. So looking forward to that. I've got some great guests lined up. Baseball, NFL, basketball coming up when I get back late August. We're going to get some legendary UK broadcasters that have covered the American sports world for a long time now. So I look forward to that. And I will speak to you soon. Take care and enjoy the games. Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.